Season 1, Episode 26. 26 seems to be an interesting number in my life. So, June 26, 2010, I married my husband. This is a one and done deal. Married once and done. <laughs> so, keeping them around for, you know, the foreseeable next couple of decades. Or however long he would like to stay with me. You know, that sounded really bad. He doesn't really get a choice in how long he wants to stay with me if he's, we're married and we're staying together for life. So basically, you know, however long he decides to stay on the earth. Or I stay on the earth. This sounds really morbid. Let's start over again. One and done. <laughs> June 26, 2010 was the start. And, um, we're in for life. Um, June 26th, 2018 was the day my mother died at 11.08 p.m. 23.08 in Arizona, Mesa, Arizona. And, um, I was there and like at the moment she died, I was there and my husband was there in the hospital with her and it's the first time I've ever seen anybody die and I hope it's the last time I ever see anybody die I know that I will be there when my father passes if he is sick and in the hospital um and Either I'll be there when my husband husband passes, or he'll be there when I pass, one or the other. Um, but as much as a person can pretty it up, being there when another person dies that you love is never a good thing. Um, it's been two years. <laughs> Seems much longer, but it's been two years. And, uh, I don't, I will never be the same. And, um, you know, knowing that your parent has died is one thing, but sitting there with them for their last week and watching them die and then going through their effects, which sounds so nice and sanitized, but it's really not at all. And, um, planning their funeral and making sure that everything gets done the way that they wanted it to be done. It's just, it is hard. It is so hard. But, thankfully, um, Thankfully, I have my husband, because I don't think that I would have been able to survive that time without him. Um, yeah, we got into a car <laughs> and drove. I mean, seriously, we got the phone call, and the next morning we had a car, um, I had packed up a few plastic bags of stuff 
like threw my clothes in some plastic bags, um, wrote a quick book note and found somebody to, to feed my dog <laughs> and we were gone. Um, my, my son was in camp. He was at camp. And so I finally got a hold of him as I was, I think, driving through another state. Finally got a hold of him and, um, I let him know that I wasn't going to be home and that I wouldn't be picking him up <laughs> at the end of the week. Um, and that, uh, his godparents were going to be picking him up and taking care of him until we got back home and that grandma was sick. Because <laughs> that's all I knew. All I knew is that she was sick. So, um, and imagine this, Iowa <laughs> to Arizona in, I think, 18 hours. I can't really be sure because it was kind of a blur, but, um, yeah, we hopped in the car and drove, and again, as we were driving, um, actually the night before, I called my boss, let him know that I would not be in the next day, and I didn't know when I was coming back, and the only thing he said was, okay, be careful, um, and, uh, Without my husband, I would not have been able to drive down to Arizona <laughs> and figure out all the logistics. And you know, I mean, I would have, I would have probably, I would have had, I don't know. Life without my husband would be very different than life is right now. And I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't run my life, <laughs> and he doesn't. Um, it's not like I can't function without him, but, you know, life is, when you have a partner, it is so good. There's times when I just want to poke him in the eye, um, but even those times, it's still good to know that you have a partner, that you have somebody that you're going to go to sleep next to and wake up next to, and, you know, the neat thing is, is that before this whole pandemic thing happened, I, um, I was not very kind about going to sleep at the same time that he went to sleep because I didn't like it. <laughs> he got in the way of my nighttime routine. <laughs> so I told him that he wasn't allowed to go to sleep at the same time I did, that I had to go to bed first. And he actually was like, okay, honey, whatever works. Um, you know, and he's one of those guys that just says, all right, honey, whatever works. Um, because he chooses to pick his battles, but he doesn't forget, which is really interesting, because he will, he will tell me <laughs> later on, whenever he has enough, enough, um, evidence to, like, really make me feel crazy, <laughs> he will, he will explain just how crazy I am to me, so that's, that's lovely, that's, that, that's not lovely, I hate that, but that's okay, I have learned, after three years of therapy, to laugh at that and find humor in my craziness so there's that I don't know I kind of went off on a tangent there but losing my mom on the same day that I married my husband just you know eight years apart makes for a really interesting anniversary um 
I decided to work on my anniversary, and uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure my boss thinks that I'm crazy, um, because I didn't say, hey, by the way, it's my wedding anniversary, oh, on the same day that my mom died, so it might be a basket case, but I'm working, <laughs> you know, I've never had him ever send me home, so, since I work from home, <laughs> um, so, who knows, uh, so I tried, so, until about, I want to say, 3.30 or 4 o'clock, when I got a text message from my husband saying, what are your plans tonight, and my response was, I was planning on eating ice cream and laying on the couch and crying, <laughs> because, you know, that sounds like a fun activity to do, you know, it was the day, it was time to mourn my mom, and be sad, and he said, no, you're not, we're going out, <laughs> like, but I want to lay on the couch and cry with my ice cream. I don't quite understand how you don't understand that. And he said, we're going out. Where do you want to go? I'm like, I don't care. He said, where do you want to eat? I said, I don't care. I said, okay, fine. And by the time I meandered upstairs, <laughs> I'm going to say this. And hopefully all of my listeners understand what kind of, what kind of people we are. <laughs> Don't panic. So, so by the time I made it upstairs, he had the gun safe open and was taking out almost all of our guns. I'm like, what are you doing? He said, we're going shooting. I'm like, you're going shooting? He said, no, we are going shooting. Get your guns. I just looked at him and went, okay, fine. And so I got my guns. And you know the really interesting thing? Is that you don't really realize how many guns you have until you start to, like, lay them out. Hmm, interesting. I only have three. I don't know how many my husband has. But it's funny because they, like, go up in sizes. <laughs> I think you should name them. He hasn't named them yet. Whatever. Uh, someone comes up to me and asks me the specifications on my guns. I'm like, well, that one's green. <laughs> <laughs> that one's revolver, and then that one—that's my newest one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, what round bullet does it take? And I'm like, I don't know. It's the one in that box over there. Put it in the gun, and I shoot things. So I don't know. <sighs> and it's not that I don't care about guns and gun safety, and I do. I I really, really do. You know, we have one, two, three, four gun safes. One of them is in my car. We have, um, we have trigger locks, we have, we have, you know, our rounds in an entirely separate location than our guns, you know, we're, we're very gun safety conscious, we are all, um, certified concealed carriers, and we are, um, um, I mean, I'm a veteran, so... I know all about gun safety. My husband's a hunter, was a hunter, so he's all about gun safety. My stepson, <laughs> he's a Boy Scout, Eagle Scout, and he has many, many rifles, and he's all about gun safety. So, and the other two don't. Yeah, they don't have any of that. They, they don't really seem interested in any of that, so. Although I keep asking my son if he wants to learn to shoot. <sighs> we'll see. Eventually, one day, maybe. Who knows? Um... So, yeah, back to the point. <laughs> so, we got our guns together, and what's really funny is that he is, like, my husband, 
has like two ammo boxes with stuff in them and then he has his gun cases which just makes me giggle because I have like one gun case I can put two guns in it I can put a couple magazines in it I can put my extra ammo in it zip it up ready to go (laughs) he just looks at me like is that all you're taking like that's all I need I'm just I'm shooting things right like that's it so me and my one bag and him and his multiple bags and targets anyway we went out to this really cool um shooting range and it's not a fancy shooting range this is a shooting range I think it's Daryl's guns way out near Marshalltown and it's <laughs> it's like a basement it kind of looks like a horror movie basement like you know the type that you like walk down and you like hear the creepy music and you know if I wasn't with my husband there would have been no way I had gone down there because I swear there was probably somebody strung up in the corner I don't know one of those basements yeah not the type of basement I would willingly go into without my husband and a couple loaded weapons but that's okay <laughs> anyway so we get downstairs and it's a really neatly, interestingly set up area. So, yeah, so we shot at least at least 50 rounds downrange for myself. Um, I went through a whole box. <laughs> and then probably half of another box. And then I had to go get more because <laughs> I used all of my bullets. <laughs> so, so you can't really conceal carry unless you have a loaded weapon. So, I mean, you can't, but there's no point. So I had to go up and get some replacements when we left. But that's cool. But, yeah, at least I shot things. So, and then after that, we went to Ames. And we went to Hickory Park. And I was not prepared for Hickory Park. (laughs) And I ordered a meal. And, oh my gosh, that was a ginormous meal. I think I took over half of it home. Because I just could not, like, could not finish it. Um, But I did order a Hickory Park Sunday. Oh. Dude, my husband's like, hey, you either go to Hickory Park for the dinner or for the Sundays, but not for both. And, of course, I looked at him like, oh, I don't, I don't follow those rules. I'm going to get both. Sure. So <laughs> I ate the Hickory Park Sunday on the way home and um, carried half of my meal home and gave it to the boy who lives with us, my son. Yep, that one. And he couldn't even finish it. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, lots of food there. But I'm telling you, that was like... That was a really sweet um, anniversary gift. Because it wasn't just, uh, here's something that I bought for you. So, here's some flowers. Happy anniversary. Kiss, kiss, let's go eat. It was one of those, like, yes, I understand that you're sad. And I understand that your mom died. And I was there with you. And I went through this with you. And we are not going to sit in the house and be sad. So... Get your guns, we're going to go shoot things. (sighs) My husband, he knows me. (laughs) Yep. So. And I think he knows pretty well that I wouldn't have said no. Especially whenever something as enticing as shooting my gun. And spending time with my husband. Like, hello, you're hitting all my love languages. You know, giving me time, giving me attention, letting me shoot things. I mean, I know that's not a love language, but it should be. (laughs) Let's rewrite that book. Alright, y'all. So, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts going through my head. And it just... I'm going to let them just stir in my head. And in the podcast here. 
So, have an amazing, wonderful, and safe, please be safe, time for the rest of the week. And I will talk to you next week.